Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Sharice Johnson Moore here for your daily devotionals for the week of July the 19th through the 25th, 2021. Okay, everybody. So, my birthday is in this week. And my birthday is July 24th. And I have something special. I have something special for you on the day of my birthday. Okay? So, we're going to do this week a little different. A little different for daily devotions. Okay? But your topics, you're still going to get your topics, but it's going to be a little extra in there. A little extra. Okay? So, these are your topics for daily devotional of this week. For July 19th through the 25th. Intimacy with God. Help my unbelief. Praising God. A prayer to the God of my life. Prayer. A trusting heart. And doubt. Topic for this week are again. Intimacy with God. Help my unbelief. Praising God, a prayer to the God of my life. Prayer, a trusting heart and doubt. I want to say thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening. And let's get into these topics today. All right? Come on, let's get busy. I say it. This is my birthday week. My birthday is July 24th. And I'm so happy because I'll be the big five. Oh, okay. So I'm going to read you for today is July 19th, 2021. Today's topic is Intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. Matthew 26, 39. Jesus took his disciples to Gethsemane, an olive grove, prior to his arrest. He sought time alone with his heavenly father as he anticipated the events that would soon unfold. Jesus knew what lay ahead. How did he respond to the intense emotional pain and sorrow he experienced in the Garden of Gethsemane? He went to his Heavenly Father in prayer and asked for his disciples to intercede as well. 
he was honest yet submissive. Although he did not want to face death, he was willing to submit to his father's will. If we really want a personal, intimate relationship with God, we too must be humble and open before Him. Although He knows us through and through, He desires for us to be completely honest with Him about our emotions, concerns, and thoughts. Never hold back the details. He is able to handle it. He is the only one who will love us unconditionally, regardless of our emotional state. Let's follow Jesus' example by honestly communicating with our Heavenly Father. Dear Lord, why do I sometimes hold back with you? You are omniscient. May I be real with you and experience your unconditional love. Amen. This is your topic for today, intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. Intimacy with God brings you a pleasure like no other. I speak from my own experiences. This week, I'm going to get a little personal with you and let you in on on my relationship with God. I decided to reestablish my relationship with God after the death of my grandmother. She died in November the 5th, 2011. And because my grandmother was everything to me. She raised me from a baby. So she really wasn't my grandmother. She was really my mother to me in my heart because she raised me from a baby. When my parents didn't want, my parents made a choice not to take care of me. That intimacy started off young. I started a relationship off with God when I was young. And yes, I strayed away from him. But death has a way of reopening some relationships that you thought were cut off from you. Death brings out the best in people and sometimes the worst. You know, and, and and life taught me during that experience of me losing my grandmother that I had to solely get back in that relationship with God because I felt alone. I felt really alone. I didn't feel like I didn't really have any friends. You know, I, I didn't ha- I didn't have any friends. Yeah, you got friends. You got yeah. You might have one or two or whatever the case may be, but you really feel like you're really alone when your parent, your grandparent, and you're really close with that person and they pass away. Yeah, I had my best my best friend Earl. Yeah, I had I had him uh, there, but they what that that you know, and even though my father was around, but. It's nothing, nothing, nothing like that cry for I am lost at this moment. 
I am lost at this season in my life. I am lost when you don't know left from your right. That's how grief hits you. Grief hits you in many ways when you lose someone you love. And that's what brought my intimacy back with God. That I had lost someone I loved and I knew in my spirit I had to talk to God. I had to um, come to that conversation with him and in my spirit that's that's how I knew he was the only person I could really turn to was him was God I didn't have my sisters around even though we you know I ain't had no sisters I ain't had no brothers I I mean all my sisters and brothers they yeah they there but they not in the room with you when this person passes away and when you're in that moment, whether you're there or you're not, you have this propensity of falling out. Grief hits you so hard that you don't know up from down, left or right. You don't know if it's day or night because sometimes... You get into this place where you just numb. You just turn numb. You turn numb. And you turn like, you know, Lord, if she, if you bring her back, um, can I, I'll do right. I'll do better. You start bargaining. You start, you start talking to God. You start asking, okay, why did you take her from me? Then sometimes it turns into anger. Sometimes it turns into bargaining chips. Sometimes it, 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 it's, it's this thing of I just black out and don't know what happened in a couple of days. I've, had, I've experienced all this in that, in that time frame of her death. But her death taught me a lesson. Her death taught me that I could not depend on anybody but God. And in those few days, God showed up where he showed up and he revealed himself to me of his grace and his mercy towards me. I got over the anger. I got over the bargaining. I got over, okay, now what you want me to do next, Lord? Because now I have not this person with me to guide me, lead me and guide me. So now I'm going to turn to you and only you because that's who I need to be with. That was that was what was in my spirit when she passed. After I went through the anger, the bargaining, the, the remorse, the, 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 you know, just a whole ratchet of feelings that you go through when a person passes. So that was my intimacy point with God. Where I reintroduced, yeah, I'm going to church as a little kid, and I went to church and I read the Bible and sang in church and all that. And this, but then you had these these forces that pull you away from God for years. You know, it doesn't matter how many years. You know, it doesn't matter how how long it takes. But God will reveal Himself to you in the most needed time ever. And that was my most needed time. So. Me and God decide to have a relationship. And that was the beginning of my change in my life that I wanted, that I desired. 
that he placed down in me and he woke up some stuff in me that I didn't think was there. Like my call to the ministry and my call to helping other people. And all those years being in the street and doing all this foolishness and stuff, that just went away. That went away like, I don't even want, it went, it like, it said, no, it said my life began anew when I decided to reclaim that relationship with the Lord. I wasn't deterred. I wasn't persuaded. I was, I was, I was on it after that death. So, that is the intimacy that I have with God. What's the death of my grandmother? And that's what brought the intimacy on. So, what turning point in your life do you have that has changed your life for the dramatic that has reinvigorated your intimacy with God. If you don't have the intimacy with God, you can still have it. You can have it. It doesn't matter how old you are, how how young you are. It does not matter. God does not put a timetable on when you can get right or when you can start with him. It doesn't, God don't have no timetable for that. So don't let nobody fool you with that one. Oh, you know, you too old, and you, why you wait this long, and da, da, da. Tell them people be quiet, because they don't know what God timing is. Okay. So, get an intimacy with God today. Get an intimacy that's so strong that... I'm not going to say it's going to be easy because I have fallen since I've taken this intimacy with God. Yes, you might fall sometimes. You're going to you're going to fall. You're going to stumble. You're going to trip. You're going to you're going to, you know, fall down the steps. You're going to do all that kind of stuff. But God never leaves you nor forsakes you. And don't you ever forget that. OK, I want you all to have a blessed day and think about your intimacy relationship with God how intimate are you with him are you pouring out your spirit are you pouring out everything are you giving him everything and you can have that conversation with him anytime you want to don't let nobody tell you what time to talk to God you can talk to him anytime you get ready okay alright babies I love y'all and y'all have a blessed day okay babies So, this is a topic that is about help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. And it says, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, 
the boy's father explained, ex, 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 exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father explained, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Mark 9, 23, 24. Lord, I believe in you. I know you are real. Even though I can't see you, I experience your presence and know you are with me. Thank you for the measure of faith you have given me. Thank you for the many wonderful things you've done in my life. Thank you for saving me for everything I need to be saved from on a daily basis. I know you are and I know you can do miracles. The fact that I am on this earth and living for you is a miracle. Sometimes I get lost in my own mind trying to figure out how you're going to turn things around, how you're going to answer my prayer and deliver on your promise. I am so limited on what I understand, but as I spend time with you in prayer and study your word, my knowledge and understanding will increase. You said everything is possible, only believe. So I believe, I want to believe. When I doubt or try to reason it all out in my mind, help my unbelief. You can, and it's not for me to figure it out. Forgive me and help me trust you. I leave the challenges I'm facing right now in my, in your faithful hands. Amen. Title for the day, for July the 20th. 2021 help my unbelief there have been times in my life that I did not have any belief in God I didn't have any belief in God at one point in my life I just felt like he had left me on the side of the road like the like like they say like the man on the side of the road that people would come by and just look at me and keep it moving because that's how people were treating me at one time I didn't think I could get any help I didn't think that uh, my mind was capable of doing the things that I do now sometimes I still have doubt but God reassures me that He reassures me every day that I'm put on this earth for a purpose. I'm put up on, I'm on this earth to do something with my life to benefit his glory, to benefit his praise, to benefit, to, 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 to give him that praise, to give him all the honor that he is due. There's been a lot of times I've had unbelief in my life because I'm going to say it. I ain't had no relationship with him. I didn't have no relationship at one time in life in my life with God. 
So I ain't believe in nothing. I didn't believe in people like me. I didn't believe in people love me. I didn't believe in uh, anybody wanting me. I didn't believe in anything. You know, and, and sometimes that's how Satan gets us. He gets us to a place where we doubt everything that we do. We don't believe in our visions. We don't believe in our dreams. We don't believe. And sometimes we shortchange ourselves when we let that that stick in our minds. Sometimes we have to come to that place where we just say, we got to keep it moving. <laughs> when our unbelief kick in, we, we have to fight that feeling. We have to fight that feeling that we can accomplish things in our life because we feel like we are not worthy of those things that we are trying to accomplish. No, I don't believe in being no author. I don't, I don't believe I'm going to be no author. I don't believe I'm going to be a minister. I don't believe I'm going to be a podcaster. I don't believe I'm going to be a gospel artist. I don't believe, I don't have faith in myself. I don't have belief in my own self. That's how Satan gets us. He creeps in our minds and messes with our heads and have us doubting ourselves. Now, the thing is, you got to fight those feelings every day. Every day, every day, every day. You got to fight them feelings every day that you don't believe in yourself or you can accomplish some things. Because we have been knocked down so many times, which I have, (coughs) that I started doing stuff that didn't bring glory to God. I didn't, I didn't, think I could ever recover from being a drug addict because that was not the way I was raised and then the devil creeps in meet the wrong people and then you start doing drugs that's how I was introduced to drugs I met the wrong person it's them people places and things again remember what I said and you have to have this willpower that you know that ain't right for you. Sometimes it got to be, it got to, it got, it, you have to fix your mind and say, look. You look at him, be like, man, this ain't me. This ain't me. This ain't, this ain't who I am. This is not who God want me to be. This is not who my parents want me to be. This is not who, this is not a person that dreamed, oh, I could travel the world and, 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 and and sing all over the world and do these things. But I still have, but the thing is, we have to fight those, those, those thoughts. We gotta fight those thoughts of insecurities. We gotta fight those thoughts of not feeling enough. We have to fight those feelings of not loving ourselves. That's how I got that title for my book. Coming to loving yourself. When you Love yourself, that is a form of belief. When you decide that you have had enough, that is a belief. When you feel like you deserve the respect you deserve, that is a belief. And uh, 
at first when I started writing my book, I was like, oh, okay, all right, uh-huh. all right, I'm going to write this book and put everything in it. And then I would work on it for six months and stop and get distracted, do other things, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, do other things and then start on again, work for six more months and then put it away, not look at it, not mess with it, back away and then pick it up for another six months. That's why it took me almost two years to write that book. Come into loving yourself. When you start believing in yourself, something changes. When you start feeling that belief that I can do anything through Christ that strengthens me. I had to say that plenty of times through Christ that strengthens me. Sometimes you, you you know no it ain't sometimes you gotta believe in yourself all the time because a lot of a lot of people and a lot of a lot of people a lot of people are not gonna support you. So you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta believe it in your spirit. You gotta believe it in your mind. I can do these, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. Sometimes you have to turn around and ask God, say, look. God, what am I supposed to believe? Am I supposed to believe, you know, that you had this plan for me to do? And is this what you want me to do? And you had that conversation, you'd be like, you hear the small voice say, yes, this is what I want you to do. This is what I, this is what you need to be doing. You need to take your testimony of your life experiences and get into other people to show them that they can do the impossible. When their minds are tore out the frame, their minds are not together, their spirit is broken, their hearts are broken, that they, they, they just don't have no kind of self-esteem, no confidence, no anything. And then you have to step up to the plate and tell these people your testimony to get them to understand that they ain't alone. Not alone in your unbelief. Now, I didn't think, I didn't, ever think I would be delivered from crack addiction, drug addiction, prostitution. I didn't think that was something that became real normal to me. Became real, real normal to me until God says, I have had enough of your foolishness. Then I just started thinking different. I started feeling different. When I had a conversation, like I go back to this last episode, I just talked about the intimacy with God. I had that relationship. I started, when I started a relationship with God, my mind changed a whole lot about that unbelief. God changed my spirit about the unbelief in myself. You know, I was over there whining in the corner, crying, bawling, depression, all that kind of stuff sets in in your mind when you, I got unbelief in your spirit too. But when that relationship with that intimacy with God started, everything changed. It didn't change overnight. I didn't ever think that me and my older son or my children would have a relationship that we have. Because I I thought it was a repetitive cycle. I did the same thing my mother did to me to my children. 
I gave them to somebody else. Somebody else responsibility. Okay, all right, they're not gonna love me. And I understood the relationship that I had towards my mother. My children had the same relationship towards me. But I prayed over that. I prayed and gave God that that unbelief of thinking that me and my kids will ever have an intimate relationship. God restored that. I had to change that unbelief. I don't think me and my children will ever have the type of relationship that we have now. But I prayed over it and I gave that unbelief to God. When you give your unbelief, say, here, Lord, take this from me. Pass this bitter cup from me. Take this, please. Can you take this? It changes your whole perspective. Once you speak it out and you confess it with your mouth about that unbelief that you're holding on to. Help my unbelief. Help my doubt. Help my 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 help me out of this situation of feeling depressed that I'm worthless, that I am not worth anything, that I am not loved, that I am not wanted, I am not help my unbelief, whatever that unbelief may be. Help me. See, that unbelief will get you in a lot of trouble. It'll have you not loving yourself. Not being into me. Into me, see. In, see into me. See into my, my, me, my heart, my soul, my body, and my spirit. Help me. Into me. Into me, see. See into me. See into yourself. You know, when you start believing in yourself, it changes your whole demeanor. It's like, I ain't got time for it. You know, you get to a point where you, especially at my age, I'm almost, I'll be 50 on 24. And I didn't think, my unbelief had me thinking I would not even see 50. I wouldn't see 50 because of the lifestyle I was living. Because what I had in my head, what I thought about myself, what I, I didn't think anybody loved me. Anybody wanted me, but God want me. Even when I got rejected as a kid, singing in the choir and um, being rejected by people that, oh, she thinks she all that because she sing. I've been singing since I was seven years old. God bless me with that gift of of singing since I was seven. And I've had my trials and tribulations along the way because people were jealous of my gift and used me. I didn't realize they were using me, but that was another part of my unbelief too, that I didn't think I was worthy of the gift God gave me. Now you can't tell me nothing. You know, hey, I might have changed some octaves. I might not sing like I used to, you know, with, you know, we, we out there in the street and we smoking cigarettes and we smoking crack and we smoking weed and we smoking this. And we, so it, 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 it does mess up your vocal cords. But thank God that he still believed that I could sing for his glory. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me to still have these vocal cords and I can still sing. That was another thing I had to get over, where my unbelief had me thinking, oh, I don't need to use my gift. I don't need to use, I don't need to use this gift. I don't need to do nothing with it. 
all them years out there in the street, I wasn't really singing like talking about I was too busy chasing a high. Too busy chasing, you know, all those insecurities from childhood, all that uh, that un un that built up anger about not having my parents, all that built up stuff. And then I just say it when I decided to have that intimacy after my grandmother died, a lot of things changed about that unbelief in me. Now it's like I'm confident like a mug. I'm sitting doing a podcast. I'm doing a uh, writing books. I'm doing uh live programming i didn't think i would be able to do any of this until i got in a relationship with god and then when i really began to have this relationship with god he opened my eyes to show me that i could do anything all things were possible through him that strengthens me through god so you tell that unbelief and yourself that it has no it has no place here has no dominion here it has nowhere around me to be go somewhere and sit down as my grandma would say or my mama go sit down go on sit down somewhere cause you ain't a part of me you not of God and I rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus Unbelief, go sit down, go on somewhere, and leave me alone. Because I know I got God, God got my back, okay? So, what are you going to tell your unbelief today? Tell it, go on, sit down somewhere, and leave me alone, okay? I want y'all to understand that when you start loving yourself, Unbelief has no place here. It has no dominion here. It has no power here. It don't have no place in your life. Unbelief has to go when you start believing in yourself. And it also has a habit of rubbing off on other people too. No, no, no. You know, like I was, um, I had a friend. And he wants he wanted to be a chef and he wanted to be a DJ, he wanted to be an inventor, he wanted to do these things. And I'm gonna tell you something. Sometimes your unbelief can be a corrupt. It can be a poison so deep in your soul that it holds you back from doing anything that God has for you. These things that you want to be, you can you can believe them things you want, but God says faith without works is dead. Faith without works, I have to have faith in me right now, book. I had a faith to move on. I had a faith to do the pocket. Had faith to do singing and 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 being my own entrepreneur, my, running my own business. No, these things ain't easy, but I, at least I'm trying them. At least I'm giving them that the, I'm giving the belief in myself. I believe in myself. I can accomplish all things through Christ who strengthened me. But I'm back to my friend. So they wanted to do all these things, but they were so paralyzed. Satan had him so paralyzed. I'm gonna say it's Satan. Satan had him so paralyzed in his head from something that happened in his childhood that he just did not want to put the effort into anything he was doing. He was he was faking the funk, as they called it, in the real world. 
But my thing is, I tried to encourage him. I tried to make, uh, bought the chef coat, bought the chef hat, uh, bought a set of knives, uh, bought I, the things I tried to encourage someone with. You can do it. Come on, let's do this. And when, I, you know, they were giving me these ideas and they wanted to videotape and this and the other. Da, 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 da. Okay, let's do it. Oh, we'll do it tomorrow. It was always tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Writing scripts. Write scripts. Okay, I'll do it tomorrow. Script with Dale. But you just did not have enough faith to faith, faith what our works is dead. Didn't want to do the work. You got to believe in yourself beyond all these other people looking at you and saying, oh, well, you ain't this and you ain't that. Okay, well, what you, I, you know what I got to I got to say to them people with that unbelief mess, they coming with that negativity. What are you doing? That's how I answer the people now. What are you doing? And, um, you know, I ain't, you ain't got to prove nothing to me. I ain't got to prove nothing to you. But my, my belief in myself carries enough weight that me and God got this. That's how, that's how strong my belief is now. What do you believe in? What do you believe in when it comes to your life, to your way you way of living? What do you believe in? And how much is that belief going to push you forward to the next level in your life? Like I said, tell that unbelief to go and sit down somewhere. Because you have no power, you have no dominion, and I rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus. I want y'all to have a blessed day. Okay, babies? I love you and believe in yourselves. Okay? Bye-bye. doing today it is july the 21st 2021 today's topic for your daily devotional is praising god praising god when hard pressed i cried to the lord he brought me into a spacious place The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Song 118, 5 and 6. There are many circumstances in life that can leave us reeling emotionally. A business collapse, terminal illness, divorce, or job termination. We feel forsaken alone, and afraid. We may not know how to take the next step. We wonder if life will ever be normal again. When life throws us a curveball, there are spiritual truths we must remember. God is good. His love endures forever. He hears my cry to him. He has set me free. I will not be afraid because he is always with me. He is my helper. Trusting God instead of man is the answer. God will never let me down. God will never leave me. God will never forsake me. 
He is my strength. His right hand has done mighty things. His disciples, he he disciplines me for my own good because he loves me. God will use all things, even what I am and I am experiencing now for good in my life. As we recount God's promises, we are able to give him praise. He will see us through. Lord, the words I utter could never praise you enough. May my life be an offering of praise to you. Amen. This is your reading for today, for July 21st, 2021. Praising God. Praising God is something that we must do. Because without him, we are nothing. Because he created us. He created us. He created us. So praising him is what we do. Praise is what I do when I want to be close to you. I lift my hands in praise. Praise is who I am. I will praise him while I can. I come to worship you. I vow to praise you through the good and the bad. I'll praise you whether happy or sad. time in my life I did not praise him I was too consumed with doing other things than living right so now it's like you cannot shut me up about praising God and the thing is is that Praising God frees your soul, it frees your spirit, it frees your mind from the turmoils of this world while you praising him. I didn't value praising God. I didn't value that. I didn't, I didn't take an account that 
I did not look at everything that was going on in my life and really thought, oh, why should I praise him? Because I was going through so much stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't think about praising him. I didn't think about praising God because I didn't think none of it at the time. But as my friend, Pastor Derek Tynes of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, wrote me a song that is on his CD. It is called Our God Reigns. And the song is so poignant for my life. It goes like this. As I look back over my life and see where I have been, Jesus, I praise you that I'm not stuck in sin. But way down in my spirit, one praise is not enough. So I lift my hands and give you But you got to praise God in all those things, whether they're good, they're bad, they're ugly. It does not matter because that's what God truly values, praising him. Praise him when you don't feel like it. Praise him when the feeling comes over you to give him all the glory that he is due. Because that is what life is about. We can't get stuck. We can't get uh, run amok. We can't, you can't get depressed. You can't, you, you just can't because God has been too good to us. God has been too good for you to sit down on him and not do nothing. It don't have necessarily have to be 
praise him with song. You can praise him with what the deeds that you do on this earth as well. That's why at my point, when I was homeless, when I was homeless, I stayed in this woman's shelter. And in the women's shelter, I just, I didn't think I would make it through that point. I didn't think that I would survive that situation, but God made a way. God made a way. And now that he has made that way, I give him praise with my deeds which is I give some of my proceeds from my book, Coming to Loving Yourself, to the women's shelter that I used to stay in. Plus, I do other things. I have a, a, a website, a, a, a Facebook page entitled Lena's Love Closet. And I have clothes. I I have I have yard sales with that page. I have yard sales. I I sell items, and the proceeds go to the women's shelter as well. I give back in my deeds. I give back in what I do. You know, one time I was selling dinners. Okay, dinners. Okay, cool. Okay, I sell dinners. Then I got to the point where the, you know, I didn't really understand that until after I experienced that homelessness and I had to stay in that shelter. That that was something else God blessed me with to see how someone else lives that lives not in the frame of mind of taking care of themselves at that time. See, God sends us through a period of, oh, well, maybe I need to show you why you need to praise me. Maybe I need to show you why you need to give me glory. That was my experience that woke me up being living in a homeless shelter. And yes, that's why I created, that's why I, I do things that help other people because I know how it is to live to live in a situation where you have no, you're trying to have control, but you got so many forces pulling at you and so many things is doing this and you got to do this, you got to do that. And then you got to even keep your mental sanity with that one. That you are being pulled by forces that keep you from praising God. Praise him anyhow. That's what kept me, what kept me in the mindset of God is going to help me in this situation. I praised him anyhow. I praised him. Now I do it in my deeds. What do you do to, to, to satisfy God's good, God's love that he gives to us on a daily basis? And he has this for nothing. He just wants you to spend time with him. He asks you to spend time with him. And some of us don't even do that. We just get up, going about our way, do what we're going to do, and call it a day. Yeah, I used to be one of them too. Didn't thank God for nothing for that day. But praising him is where it is for me. That gift he gave me, I took that for granted too, the gift of singing. And 
He gave me that gift for a reason. So now I can't shut up about praising God, okay? That's why I've created all these programs of morning word and worship and, and let's talk Sunday and think about a Sunday and, and authors extra Sunday. It's giving back to somebody that you can help, help somebody besides just yourself. That's another thing why we should praise God. Because he allows us to have this life that we live so we might help others. Praising God could be helping somebody else. Okay, you need to move into your apartment. Okay, all right, okay. What you need for your apartment? What you what you need? You know, well, I need some dishes. I need this. I need it. Okay. All right. Let me see. Let me look around my house and see what I got. That's what I do now. That's what I do. It's like, it's this thing that come take over me. I want to create things that help other people. You cannot beat God's giving. You can't. You can't beat God's giving because he gives, he gives you more than enough. And then you, child. That's why I praise him like I do. I praise him because he is everything to me. He's brought me out of some dark places. Has God ever brought you out of some dark stuff? Some deep depression? Some grief you were stuck in? Some just a dead mindset that you had? Has God brought you out of something? Maybe you was in prison. Maybe you was out here running drugs. Maybe you was out here whoring. Maybe you was out here doing a whole lot of stuff that God didn't want you to do. And now he brought you out of that. Okay, now what you going to do with paying back? Praise him. Whether it's through the word, through song, or through deeds. Praise him. Praise him regardless. And don't wait on approval from other people. That's another thing. We, I ain't, I'm not waiting on nobody else's approval. To do nothing for somebody, I know that I got, I have a substantial, nice life, and now I can help somebody else that's less fortunate than me, or just help somebody. Period. Life is too short to be sitting around not praising Him. Look at where you are at this moment, this very moment where you at. You have your car, you have your house, you have your apartment. You don't care if you got a shack out the back. You got some, you got a roof over your head, you got shelter, you have food, and you have all these things. And sometimes we as humans, we take that for granted. And God just wants us to praise him. Maybe serving on the deacon board, maybe serving on the dinner board, so, uh, 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 going to church, volunteer with the children, something. Do something that gives God the glory. God sees everything that you do. So ain't no need of acting like, like it's not worth doing. Do it from your heart. If God placed something in your heart, do it. Do not wait. You do not need approval from others to do what God asked you to do. You don't need no permission slip because all of us have choices. God gave us that. God gave us choices. We could choose to give to others that need it. Whether it's a listening ear, you're having a conversation, a motivational uh, conversation, it doesn't matter. Do 
what God asks you to do. And that's what he wants us to do. And praising him, that is a form of praise. Everything is a form of praise when it comes from the heart. And you, God knows where your heart is. Praising him. Praise him in the most high. Praise him all day, all night. It doesn't matter because the angels are watching over me. The angels are watching over you regardless if you are homeless or not. God loves a cheerful giver. No matter what the giving is. So praise God with your words, your action, and your ability to dance, to shout, to sing. It does not matter. You play an instrument, that's praise too. Don't get cut, don't don't get twisted. Yeah. When you play piano, you play drums, you play, you God's giving you an ability, a, a, a gift. God is giving you a gift. Whether it is divinely blessed you or he you have been taught that is a gift from God my grandmother would always say she says when people come to our house guess this, this is where I get this from when people come to our house the first thing she asks you baby is you hungry you ever had your grandma? You know you're gonna grow, baby. You 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 all right? You hungry? Do you want something to eat? I fix you something. It was always I'ma give you when you come to my house. Not to not it wasn't the other way around. Well, um, what you bring me today? She never she never came with that kind of attitude like somebody owed her something. She was always a cheerful giver no matter what she was doing. If you need a place to stay, you stayed at her house. If you need some money, she would give it to you. If you need something to eat, she could, all right, she had to, she that's what she taught me. My grandmother taught me always give. God will bless you in other ways. That's what she taught me. Give, press down, <laughs> give it, give, give, give. You know, sometimes, you know, praising God is a thing that we need to do regardless of where we at. Praising keeps Satan away. Praising keeps him out of our heads. Praising God keeps Satan away. So, what praising God are you going to do today? Whether it be through music, teaching somebody, giving instructions, taking somebody somewhere, ain't thinking about no gas money, okay, come on, let's go. You know, what 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 is your praise in God? What is your praise in God come to? So, never be ashamed of giving God the glory, no matter what you do. Okay? Because God sees all and God knows all. Okay, babies, I want to thank you for listening today. And I will see you on the next Daily Devotional. Bye, babies. 
Hello, babies. How are y'all doing today? All right. It is time for our daily devotional for July the 22nd, 2021. It is entitled, A Prayer to the God of My Life. A Prayer to the God of My Life. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil with me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Miser. Psalm 42, 5, 6. Horn of my salvation, I cling to you for strength. I cry out in frustration like the sons of Quran who wrote Psalm 42. Why, my soul, are you cast down? God has not been unseated from his heavenly throne. Why do I let such turmoil grow inside me? God is no less powerful than when he drew his children out of slavery in Egypt, provided angel armies to fight alongside his people, or conquer sin to provide a way of rescue for creation. Yet there are those who chide, Where is your God? My soul thirsts for you, the living God, but my tears have been my food. From the depths of sadness, I call to you. My hope is in you alone. Hear my supplication. I praise you that you hear and that your grace heals. In the words of Martin Luther, I put my trust in you, Lord, and not in my own merit. On you, my soul shall rest. Your word upholds my fainted, fainting spirit. Your promised mercy is my fort, my comfort, and my sweet support. Good shepherd, your people look to the hope of final freedom from sin and sorrow. Amen. This has been your daily devotional for July 22nd, 2021. A prayer to the God of my life. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today to say thank you. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us just one more day. Lord, we thank you that you hold us together in our time of need. Lord, you give me breath and life and my being. Lord, and I thank you. I thank you for always being there for me when I wasn't even there for myself. Lord, I thank you for just having to put the breath in my body, my activity of my limbs, and I am in my right mind just for today. Lord, I thank you. 
I thank you, Lord, for being my guide and my shield and my buckler and my healer and my sustainer. And, and Lord, I thank you just for being you. No matter what I'm going through, God, you are always there for me. Sometimes I doubt myself. Sometimes I have fears. Sometimes I have misgivings, some misconceptions, some misunderstandings, some unloving thoughts. But I know you will take that all away from me. Because, God, you are in charge of my life. You are in total control over this being that I am. Lord, I want you to lead me and guide me in the way that you want me to go. Lead me and guide me to love others as you have loved me. Teach me about forgiveness like you have done for me. Trust in you like you trust in me. Let no man put asunder. God, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, just thank you, just thank you, just just thank you, Lord, just just Thank you for everything, for everything, for everything, for everything, for everything that you have been in my life, whether I saw it or not. Whether I appreciated it or not. Lord, thank you for allowing me to see just one more day in the land of the living, as my grandmother would say. Thank you for the peace that sits upon my shoulders. Thank you for the happiness that I feel in my soul when I think about you. Thank you, Lord, for just having me near you and never forgetting me nor forsaking me. When all others have walked away, have turned their backs, have stabbed me in my back have just given up on me and just said, you're never going to amount to anything. Lord, you were there. Thank you for the people I do have in my life that support me and love me and cherish me for who I am and not trying to change me to something that they want me to be. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your grace and your mercy and your loving kindness that never fails, that never changes, that never ceases. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done for me. Say tragedies are commonplace. All kinds of diseases, people are slipping away. Economy's down, people don't get enough pay. But as for me, all I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Yeah, yeah.
folks with our homes are in the streets and the drug habits some say they just can't be mugs and robbers there's no place to be safe but you've been my protection every step of the way and i want to say thank you lord for all you've done for me yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you lord thank you thank you thank you thank you lord i want to thank you for your love thank you for your power Thank you for protection every hour. Thank you for your love. Thank you for protection. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Yeah. Thank you, Lord for all you've done for us. Hello, 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 babies. How are y'all doing today? Today is July the 23rd, 2021. I want to say that today's topic is about prayer. Prayer. Pray continually. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Why should we pray? Doesn't God know our needs and our thoughts before we utter one word? Many times, prayer is viewed as a means of getting God to agree with our plans or agenda. So we rattle off our long list of petitions and intercessions, hoping to get a nod of approval from the Lord. But what if we thought of prayers as a way to align our will with God's, getting us on board with His agenda? God may know our thoughts, but do we know His? By being still and listening during prayer time, God can impress upon our minds what what to pray for. He can share His thoughts with us. Then our will can line up with His and our prayers can be answered. God is constantly working in the world around us. He wants us to be involved in his work too. When we pray and he answers, our faith skyrockets. We catch a glimpse of what he is doing in the spiritual realm. God desires for us to be dependent on him, trusting that he truly knows what is best. 
Prayer enables us to grow in our intimacy with him. Our relationship with God is built on two-way communication. So pray continually and listen intently. Dear Lord, impress upon my heart to impress upon my heart the importance of communicating with you at all times. Align my will with yours. Amen. Prayer is your topic for today's daily devotional. Okay. It goes back to your intimacy with God. Prayer. Goes to your intimacy with God in prayer. Prayer is the communication between you and God. After my grandmother died, I decided to have a conversation with him. And the conversation conversations became more frequent and became more intent and more uh you know just being a grateful spirit because he touched me in a way to open my eyes to see she was my way in life through which he had all the control He opened my eyes to see that she was the blessing that he gave. He opened my eyes to see if it were not for her, I would have been in foster care. He opened my eyes to see all the things that he taught me through her to teach me. Never take prayer for granted as I have learned in life. And don't be surprised when your prayers get answered. I know plenty of minds have been answered. They have been answered more than enough. And it has really solidified my relationship with God because I hear, I know, when he answered my prayer, he turned around and I knew he was listening. He might not answer your prayer right then and there, but he will answer it in due time. So, you might say, I don't know how to pray. I I don't know how to talk to God. I'm going to tell you this right now. You just tell him how you feel. That's what prayer is about. You tell him how you feel. You bring the situation to him and you say, Lord, what should I do? And then you tell him, you know, you tell him this situation. Okay, this is where I'm going. I'm praying over my son. I'm praying over my children. I'm praying over my, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying for this. I'm praying for that. Just come to him as you are with no shape, form, or fashion. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to. You could be sitting at the table. You could be sitting on your couch. You could be sitting in your car. You could be 
uh, walking down the street and you can have a have a conversation with God. That's what prayer is really about. A conversation with God. And taking everything to him and leave it there. Sometimes we take we take it takes us back, but we already know once we've spoken to God, He's listening. Never take prayer for granted. Never. It is a way of sometimes relieving your spirit from a whole bunch of confusion. Being discombobulated, as they say. Prayer answers a lot of your questions, your doubts, your fears, your insecurities. Prayer. You could take all that to God. You don't got to ask nobody for no permission. You don't need no permission slip, as I've said before. You can talk to him anywhere, at any time, in any place. It does not matter. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to, you could, you could, excuse me, you could be naked and pray to God. And he'll listen. Because he already know what you look like. He made you. He made you in the image he wanted you to be. So he already know what you look like. He already know what your heart is. He already he he knows these things. But prayer is the way to go. You don't have to, dear Lord. You don't have to say, okay, God, look, this this is what I'm going through. I'm going through this depressive state right now, and I would like for you to deliver me out of this depressive state. Show me other things that can keep me from being depressed. That's how I talk to him. I even, I start praying sometimes when I feel like I am, that depression want to come on, that insecurity, that doubt, that fear, that just these feelings of inadequacy come over me. I pray. Because I know that God is listening. Yeah, we could talk to every, we could talk to everybody till we blue in the face, okay? We we could talk to mama, daddy, but, but sometimes you can only go talk to God about things. He is a way maker. He is a provider. He's a sustainer. He's a healer. He is so many things. So. What are you going to pray about today? What are you going to take to God today? Take everything. Everything to God in prayer. That's a that's a song. Take everything to God in prayer. Don't leave nothing out. Don't skip over. Don't don't try to fancy it up. Don't just say, "Look, this is what's going on." And I'm tired. I'm frustrated, and can you help me get out of this frustration and tired state? Take everything to God in prayer. Okay, babies. And don't leave out anything. I want y'all to have a blessed day. And I love you. And God loves you too. And I will talk to you on the next Daily Devotional. Bye, babies.
Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Sharice. Happy birthday to me. Yes, today is my birthday. So that means it's July the 24th. 2021. Today I turn 50. Okay? Today I turn 50. Didn't think I would make it to this point, but thank you, Jesus, for that. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you. Mm. Thank you. Today's topic for daily devotional is a trusting heart. A trusting heart. In God, I have put my trust. I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? Psalm 56, 11. Father God, I trust in you. I trust you are three of the most encouraging and yet frightening words we can say to one another. I trust you. When we trust others to manage our circumstances, we give them control and pray they make the right choices. The wrong decision could bring disastrous results. On the other hand, we carry that burden for our loved ones when they put their trust in us, plus the weight of any mistakes we make. How blessed I am that I can put my trust in you, Lord. I am confident in the fact that you don't make mistakes. You know my past, present, and future, as well as every hair on my head. I can completely let go of the situation and rely on you. For you have delivered my soul from death. Indeed, my feet from stumbling so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Psalm 56, 13. Trusting in you, Father, means to have faith in you, to depend on you, and best of all, to let go of my worries. You have freed me from spiritual death. Walking before you in the light of the living means sharing eternal life. I will not stumble when I trust in you. Thank you, dear God, for trusting me to trust in you. Amen, amen, and amen. Today has been July 24th, 2021. A trusting heart. A trusting heart. When you give, God all of you. Not bits and pieces, but all of you. You're saying something. You're saying something, whether you know it or not. Trusting people 
is real hard. So, you'll probably ask me, so if I'm trusting people, it's so hard. Why are we trusting God? One, he made you. Two, he gave his only begotten son for you. And the sins of the world. Three, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Okay? So those are good good three reasons to trust God, I think, you know. And it's been so many times in my life where I trusted the wrong people. Child, let me tell you, child, let me tell you. Mm-mm-mm. So many times that people have screwed me out of money or screwed me out of the relationship that we had together, um, screwed me out of uh, just so many things that I gave the trust to wrong people. And yes, I have learned from those mistakes. Now, I ask God, is this person trustworthy of me? Is this person trustworthy of my devotion, my loyalty, my sacrifice for them? I ask God, can I trust this person even before I even talk about want to be friends with somebody? Because I have ran across so many people that I have trusted and put that trust into the wrong person that now I am skeptical skeptical about trusting humans, period. Once you've been screwed over enough, you get tired of that. You know, you get tired of the fake friends, the fake, oh, he, he, ha, ha, yeah, we friends, we're going to go out, and you're spending all your money, and then I spend no money, and, and give me, give me, give me, and you're not realizing, you're, you're so ready to trust in people because you have... You want to love. Trust is about love. Trust is about love. Really. You want to be loved. You didn't have that as a. I didn't have that. I'm going to speak for myself. I didn't have that as a child that I had. I, I knew love for my grandma and my grandfather. But I didn't have love for my parent, my parents. I didn't have that love. And that love, me searching for love, sent me out into a world of, of, how can I say this? Everybody for themselves. And I was the sucker for love. I was a sucker for attention. I was a sucker for trust. I was a sucker because I thought that person was genuine with me and they were not. That's why I stay to myself now. If God does not give me the um, that yes or no about the trust factor, I don't go, I don't hang out, I don't do any of that. Because I have been used, abused, manipulated, as Mr. Brown say, manipulated. You know, and um, it has cost me a lot in life when it comes to trusting people. That's why I do not, do not, if God don't, God say, I have to ask God first. I ask God about everything. That's how me and his relationship is, me and God's relationship is. 
And uh, I had to ask him, is this person someone I could trust? Is this something I could trust? I asked him everything. God, is it can I do can I do this? Is it possible to do I look, God got come. God is in charge of my life. And I do not take that for granted anymore because when life is thrown you so many bricks and you get tired of getting bust in the head, you get to a point where you just want to get out the way. I ain't trying to get hit in the head again with that. Life is a teacher of teaching you about trusting folks. Life will teach you that one one lesson. If you want to trust everybody and you think everybody's your friend, and my granddad used to tell me that. My granddad used to tell me that. Everybody's skin skin and grin in your face is not your friend. And the older I got, after my teenage years, and I thought I knew more than what they knew, and all the mm, child, let me tell you, woo, he was so right. See, sometimes the lessons that we learn in life, the lessons that we are given in life by our elders, we don't listen. God is our elder, and we should listen. When he gives that instinct, oh, don't go that way, don't don't go over there, don't go to that person's house, don't don't go hanging out, no, 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 you don't want to go over there and hang out with it, no, that, no, no, that's the wrong boyfriend, no, 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 he's not the one for you, I'm giving you these red flags, you don't see them, God trying to protect us, when we don't put our trust in God, we are running amok. And sometimes the trusting hearts get the worst hurt. Or we think, oh, well, you just used me. And then, look, well, you know, that's what you ran into. That's who you ran with. That's who you trusted. A trusting heart will get hurt. But if you trust the right one, which is God, he will not hurt you. He will protect you. The trust that God gives us is he protects us. He protects our spirits. He protects our minds. He protects our souls. He protects our outer being. He protects us from people, places, and things that we do not need to be involved with. That's what love is about. Love is, love, God's love is everything. And that's what trusting heart is. It's, it's about love. And we could be looking for love in all the wrong places. Because we thinking that we can trust everybody because that's what we looking for, love. And love will get you, love is not, love is is a thing of trusting. Love is a thing of believing in that person. And when that belief or trust is broken, you are sitting there all broken hearted and that person get to walk away. That's like relationships. With men, women, women, men, women, men, 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 women, whatever. Make sure you trust that person. Ask God first. Can you trust the person? See, that's what trust is. We go to God and ask him, what should I do about certain situations? God telling you the whole time. He giving you the flags. He got the... 
he, he giving you the clues and you just keep tripping over them like you don't see them, like they're invisible or something. And you will get enough of that. Again, your heart broken, your 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 feelings hurt, your 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 money gone, uh, your your finances looking funny, and then all right, and you oh I need help, I need help. Look, like I'm watching this guy, this guy on um on um his name Stephen Labrosi. The bros, I think that's the way he's Steven, Steven speaks. Steven speaks. He's on a YouTube. And he says, when you give your trust to the wrong person, you're bound to get hurt. Whether it be in relationships. Okay, you know that man ain't for you. You know he ain't for you. He out here, oh, I got this. I'm seeing this girl right now, but me and, oh, no, this is a good one. Oh, um, hey, I'm seeing, I'm seeing somebody. We we broke up, but they still seeing this person three months later, and you 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 ain't got the clue yet. Or the baby mama keep coming around. Oh, me and her not. Okay, mm-hmm, okay. Sometimes God put these red flags, put these points in our lives to teach us a lesson. Why are we trusting the wrong people? When you trust in God, He takes away all debt. He takes away the insecurities, the, the manipulation, the um um the wayward feelings, the how could I say it? He sets you on a right path for what He has for you to do. And you can't get distracted. I know it's a lot of things about trust. Yeah, trust. Trust is love. When you take the love for advantage or you take advantage of somebody, you don't love them. You don't trust them. And when it's done to you, it does not feel good. But God still trusts us regardless if we there with him or not. He still loves us. He still gives to us. He still wants us. He still desires us to be in his He's the shepherd. He wants us to be in his flock. And even in, and when you're in that flock, you have to learn how to trust your shepherd to lead you and guide you in the way that he wants you to go. So, who are you trusting today? Sometimes, you it ain't no sometimes, all the time. You got to ask God, what should I do in my business? What should I do with this person that wants to go in business with me? Should I do this? Should I do that? And I have learned that too. Not just in my private life, but in my business life as well. In my other aspects of my life. Should I trust this, that, and the third? Should I trust this business adventure? Should I trust this person? Should I be their friend? Should I Should I try to invest? No, well, you know. You know what I mean. Because trusting God means you accept that he has control over your life, has control over your being, has control over your mindset, has control over everything that you do. Don't get 
to the point where you don't trust God. He will not lead you down the wrong path. You got to learn how to love him and love on him hard. You might not see him. You might not know what it looked like, but you know he's got your back. I've learned how to trust God unconditionally because he has kept me out of a lot of situations. Yes, I got dumbfounded a couple times. I got real dumbfounded. Oh, I'm I'm hanging out with them. Yeah, okay. But then I found out those people were the same people that I, I had tried to avoid all them years. They still they were still doing the same thing. Smoking, drinking, getting high and all that. Yeah. I found myself in that crowd again. That's not too long ago, maybe about three years ago. But God delivered me from that. God delivered me from all of that foolishness. I said, no way, it's time to go. Cut ties. Sometimes it's good to just cut ties with them. Just cut. Look, I need, I earn, no. Once you find out how a person is, that's how they're going to be. And it gets you to the point where you don't trust people. Because you think that everybody is the same because you ran to that bad batch of people. But once you roll with God, and you say, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? God will lead you to the right people that you need to trust. God has God set you right on the right path. So, trusting God can do many wonderful things for your life. Many wonderful things. Many yeah, you avoiding a whole bunch of stuff that you don't even need to be going through. For real. If you just stay and trust in the Lord. Like the lady was trying to get to the him and his garment. She just had her eyes on the Lord. I got to just get to him. I got to get to him. I got to. That's how trust is. I got to trust him. I got to trust in God. I got, I got to. Because I've been hurt. I've been manipulated. I've been uh, bamboozled, hoodwinked, run amok, led astray by people. But if you put your trust in God, he will never do that to you. Who are you trusting today? All right, babies. I love y'all. And, oh, oh, yes, Lord. I thank you for reaching this milestone in my life where I am 50 years old today. Okay? So, I love y'all. Y'all have a blessed day now. Bye, babies. for daily devotional for July the 25th, 2021. Today's topic is doubt. Doubt. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Joshua 1 and 6. After Moses' death, the Lord appointed Joshua to lead the Israelites into the promised land. Even though God had prepared Joshua for this assignment, 
Joshua was afraid that he would not be up for the task. Knowing his fear, God encouraged him by saying, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1.9 God may not be calling you to lead anyone into the promised land, but he has called you to something. Perhaps fear and doubt have gripped your heart because you feel inadequate for the task. There are many reasons for doubt, including sin and guilt, previous failures, negative influence of others, or a wrong focus. Doubt paralyzes our walk with God. When doubt enters our minds, we need to meditate on God's word, read it, study it, and ponder it. As we ask God questions and he answers answers us, our faith will grow. Fear and doubt will be left in the dust. Whatever God calls you to do, he will also equip you to carry it out. The same God who was with Joshua is with you. Remember this, God will be with you wherever you go. Dear Lord, you know my struggles with fear and doubt. Help me meditate on your word so that I can experience your presence today. Amen. Today's topic for today is doubt. July 25th, 2021. I used to have that doubt. I used to have doubt of if I could find the money to pay for my book being published. I found doubt in if I was going to really successfully run my business that I had to create to have this book published as a self-published author. I used to have doubt when it came to my singing abilities. I used to have doubt when I wanted to like do something, really do something. And I used to second guess myself or I would let procrastination come in with the doubt and I wouldn't do the task at all. I would mess around, put it off, and things like that, you know. I do it tomorrow, I do it tomorrow, I do it tomorrow. But with my growing relationship with God, that doubt drifted away. I used to have doubt if I would be a productive citizen after my grandmother passed away because I was so used to her taking care of me and I would go and leave her house and come back and go and leave her house and come back and I always had a continuous place to stay but when she died that all changed and I had to fend for myself there was no backup there was no um someone there to hold me up no one to hold my hand no one to say look this is what you need to do and, 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 you know, tell me what to do. You know, I had to figure it out on my own. But once I got into a relationship with God, that doubt dissipated. So, 
some other things that made the doubt go away was my father dies three years later, two weeks before my birthday. And me and him, after my grandma had passed, we had started having a real good relationship. He was my my grandmother's son. He's my grandmother's son, my father. And we did not get along when I was growing up. Okay? I'm going to just give you this backstory. Okay? And he dies two weeks before my birthday. And I'm sitting there like, oh, Lord. You take my grandma. Then you take my dad. We had just, we just started talking and everything. We were just, you know, putting all our cards on the table and I was going to visit him on a regular basis and things like that and da-da-da-da. And okay, and he passes away on me. And I asked myself, Lord, what are you trying to teach me at his funeral? I remember sitting there asking him, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to teach me? And slowly... The lesson was, believe in yourself. Believe in what I created you to do and become. So then I said, okay, you know, the confidence build, you know, I get away from that doubt and I started thinking the way of of improving my life and things like that. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you how funny, I'm not going to say he's funny. God is funny. But he know how to really teach you a lesson when he's ready for you to, 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 to really depend on him. Six months later, my mother dies after my father. And she dies right there at the new year, January the 5th, 2015. My father dies July the 14th, 2014. And my mother dies six months later. So... How do you think I felt at that funeral? I said, Lord, you done took away my grandma, you done took away my dad, and now my mom. Well, my sister called me that morning to tell me. I had just talked to my mother maybe like a, a month or so, like two months ago, maybe about two months before she passed. And I didn't even know she had counsel. Didn't nobody tell me. Are you not gonna tell me? Okay, so um, so she passes away, and I feel like my world just crumbled. It crumbled. It crumbled. It crum- it crumbled me to the point where when I got the call, I just fell out in the floor. I just fell. I couldn't stand. I just fell down to the ground, and 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 I cried. And and I just said, Lord, what are you trying to teach me here? God said, now you need to get up from now. You need to be strong and stop doubting yourself. I'm going to take these exact words I heard from the Lord that when I was laying in the floor when my, I got the call about my mom passing he says stop doubting your abilities to be who I created you to be that was his exact words I want you to stop 
doubting yourself. You are strong. You are healthy. You are intelligent. You are ready for this next step I have for you. Go to the funeral. Go to, you know, stay at my mom's, stay, spend time with my sisters, um, spend time with my brothers. And we all at the house and having, you know, family time and stuff like that. And we hadn't connected with my family on that side in a long time. And it was a day, you know, that, that day. So, um, that day, there was time for us to view her body. If you saw me standing there, you would see all the pain that came up from somewhere because I had not had time to grieve my grandmother. I had not had time to grieve my father. I had not had time to grieve over the previous two deaths before my mother. And Yes, it still hurts. But I think, I don't think, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know. I know God said in that moment, you got to be, you don't have to be strong. You don't have, you don't have to be strong right now. You can let that go. So I let out all that pain and that fear and the, and the, and the insecurities and all that all that stuff, you know, on that trip. And when I got back to my house in Pennsylvania, God said, "Now you can write your book." The fear had dissipated with their deaths about me being inadequate. Was I enough? Was I? Uh, the person that I I want to have my own mind. I want to have my own being. I want to have my own perception of life. I want to have. I don't want to live. I don't. And, and 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 for real, for real. The 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 concept in my head was I don't have to live for other people now. Because in my childhood, I had to live with what other people were putting placing on me. Oh, well, you should be this, and you should be this, and you should do this, and you should be like that person, and you should da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And it was like, if you put all that in a child's head, they're gonna not they're not gonna know who they should be because they're not you you're trying to make them be somebody they're not. And that's what brings on doubt in young young people. When we project our thoughts, our fears, our everything on them and our dreams and our hopes and our everything on that child, that brings them to the point where they don't know who they're supposed to be because you never gave them a chance to be who God created them to be. 
So in that plane ride, on that plane ride home, well, no, it wasn't a plane ride. I took the train to Detroit, the train. On the way back on the train, God said, you have to love you. Love what you like to do. Love what you want to do. And don't be scared about doing it. It's time for you now. It's time to leave that doubt and that fear and that insecurity and that that needing other people's approval and 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 all these other things that's running through my mind as a person that had just lost their their three significant people in their life. Now it's time for me to rise up and have the life that God desired me to have. Doubt will paralyze you. Doubt will have you second-guessing yourself. Doubt will have you seeking the approval of others of what you do. And those three deaths in my life, they they was like a wake-up call. Now, I can be me. Now, I can be a person that loves what I do. Love me for being a strong individual that I am, being a strong woman that my grandma raised me to be, be a strong mother to my children, be a strong, and, and, and from that point, I grew as a, I grew a relationship with God even closer and closer and closer to him after those three deaths. Oh, those three deaths changed my life. Those three deaths changed my life to the utmost. They made me walk away from fear. They made me walk away from self-doubt, self-sabotage, self-loathing, self-destructive behavior. I started believing in myself. I started doing things that I I was so busy saying yes to other people, I didn't know how to say no. But I learned that word real quick. You learn that word real quick, especially when you turn around and you and you start having a relationship with God. You start having a relationship with God, everything, all your perspective changes. Doubt runs away, fear runs away, and and, and it's like I'm I'm like you ever had you ever seen those trains? Like you see the trains, they're loading up and things like that, and they're changing over, and they they getting more, um, more, uh, more, uh, more trailers on onto the train, you know, and they're moving real slow, and and that's how life had me. That's how life had me. Doubt had me. I'm backing up. I'm doubting myself. I'm getting more loaded on top of me, where other people had expectations of me. And I did not know who I was. I did not know who I was supposed to be because I'm so worried about what other people want me to be. And I don't know how to be me. Have you ever had that feeling happen to you, folks? You so discombobulated and you so so mindset of, okay, I got to do what grandma say and I got to do what my granddaddy say and I got to do this. And I'm going to tell you, that is confusion. 
It really is. But the more and more, you know, God seemed like every time he would he would take a person from me. First it started with my grandmother. Okay. Then it started with my then it went to my dad. And the more and more he took from me, the more and more closer I got to him. The more that was taken from me on this earthly realm, the more I got a spiritual relationship with God. And that's what really changed my life to be the person I am today. No, I ain't perfect. I am not going to sit here and preach that. Okay? Because all has fallen short. You know, fallen, they falling short, you know, for the glory of God. Okay? I'm one of them. Okay? You know, backslid a couple of years ago, and I know that sometimes we could do those things. You, you backslid, but God never gives up on you. But I tell you one thing he does. He gives you a renewness of life in every situation that happens in your life. A renewing of the mind, renewing of the spirit, renewing of your of your self, your self-confidence, renewing of your uh listening to your inner instincts of you being you. I've even had it happen where People wanted me to do certain things, and I would be, I so be, yeah, I do this, I do that. I was a follower, not a leader. Now it's like, look, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for to be following nobody's stupidity. I don't care if you're in the church or you ain't. If you're doing dumb stuff, I ain't with it. Okay? If it ain't right, if it ain't feeling right in my spirit, I ain't doing it. And I learned how to say no. Learn how to stand up for myself. Learn how to have confidence in what I believe in and how I should live my life and how I should do things that God want me to do. And I ask him about everything now. That's what my relationship with God has produced. Positivity. Positive outlook on your life as a person. What do you like about yourself? What do you like about what you do? Do you like what you see in the mirror? I even have like issues about the way I look, how I have my hair. Now it's like, I don't need nobody's approval for that. I don't have the patience all the time. Anybody got time for that? But anyway, so. Don't let doubt creep in to your spirit. Because it can paralyze you. It can make you short, like a short change yourself. It can bring your life to a halt if you let it. Okay? Releasing doubt. Releasing doubt. Releasing doubt in your life opens up a new level of awareness for your soul. For your being, for your mind, for your heart, for your spirit. Don't let doubt creep into your soul and stop you from doing what God has asked you to do. Okay? I want to say thank you for listening today for the Daily Devotional for July 25th, 2021. I want you to enjoy yourself and don't let doubt, don't let insecurities, don't let anything block your way 
in your life because 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 god has more for you to do okay so get busy week that the Lord has given us. This week is so special to me because the 24th was my birthday. And I just want to leave you with this brief message. Don't waste your time while you're here on this earth. Don't waste your time on doubt. Don't waste your time on unbelief. Don't waste your time not giving your life to God and having having an intimacy with him while you're here on this earth. Praise him while you can. Praise him all the day long. Praise him wherever you at. Pray continually all the time. Pray whenever you feel like it, no matter where you at. And trust in God even when all else fails. Trust in God when all else fails. These 50 years that I have been on this earth has taught me a lot. Has taught me that I cannot take life for granted and neither should you. Life can throw us some curveballs, but we got to learn how to hit them out the ballpark. Okay? When Satan comes at you with his doubts and the fears and the insecurities and the depression and the anxiety, learn that your word, your word, the word in the Bible will bring you comfort. Whenever you feel these feelings come over you, reach for your Bible, child. Reach for it. Read it. Study it. No matter what you have been through, remember 
God is always with you. All the time. God is good all the time and God is good all the time and 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 and, and all the time God is good. Sometimes it's good to reflect over our lives and see where we might have messed up at and where we can we can along with God's help correct ourselves not to make those same mistakes again. Love yourselves unconditionally like God loves you. God's love has no bounds. Just remember that. Whether you're going through a grief a grief period, um, nervous breakdown period, an anxiety moment, self-doubting moment, um, worrying about what people gonna say about you moment, gossiping about you moment, it doesn't matter. God has the last say. God always has the last say and don't you ever forget that don't ever forget that God loves you unconditionally never forget that if you lean not unto your own understanding and lean unto God He will lead you in the right way. Whether it comes to picking your friends, business partners, business decisions, life-changing moments, it, it doesn't matter. Just spend a little time with him and you'll see. Life ain't gonna be all perfect roses and and blossoms and you know, cherry tree blossoms and things like that. No, he's not. He, It's not going to be easy, but it's not going to be hard either. If you just let God take control. Take control over everything that you do. You might not see it now, but you'll see it later, as my grandma would always say. Okay, babies. So, I want you to enjoy yourselves like I'm enjoying myself now in Las Vegas, Nevada. My son has given me a time to spend with him, my oldest son, like I spent Mother's Day. He spent Mother's Day in Miami, Florida. And he has turned around and blessed me with another trip for my birthday to Las Vegas. So we can spend time together again. That was one of the things that I prayed about. That was one of the things that I prayed about in my reconnection with God that he will restore my relationship with my children and he has done such a thing I would never have thought that as as a mother that the mother that I was 
I was a drug addicted mother looking for love and all the wrong dudes chasing after whatever fast money stripper life um just not loving myself being insecure trying to find love and dudes that did not even know how to love themselves that's what kind of mother I was and my grandmother even stood by me as I was doing all of this foolishness see that's another thing that life taught me God sent her to be my blessing twice over three times over more than I'ma just say he just put that woman in my life for a reason and she raised my children when I didn't want to raise them myself so I have all the all 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 I have all the reason to give God the praise that he is due like I said as I look back over my life and see where I have been Jesus I praise you that I'm not stuck in sin He delivered me from a life of prostitution, drugs, not loving myself, not caring about what I looked like, who I was with, what I was doing. He he loved me anyway. So I I, I know he could do it for me. He could do it for you. I want y'all to have a blessed time and... Love yourselves. Love yourselves as God loves you. Okay, babies, I will see y'all next week for Daily Devotionals. I love you and have a blessed day.